Warning, the podcast you're about to hear has a unique conservative perspective and may be politically incorrect, containing some controversy in its message. This episode may speak out against liberalism, socialism, the dark state, and religious organizations. It is possible that evil in politics, education, law, society, and religion will be discussed and exposed. However, we believe this podcast adds truth and value to a mature, disenfranchised audience who may be tired of apostate religions and wicked world systems. Listeners who are easily offended, overly sensitive, or have progressive leanings sympathetic to the topics we expose should be forewarned not to listen any further. We thank both those who choose to listen as well as those who choose not to listen. You've been warned. And now, let us get on with the show. Hello, Miss Powell. Hello, Brother Kapow. Good this morning. Is, oh, <laughs> it's not morning, it's afternoon. Okay. This is Freedom Friday, December 21st, 2018. Do you know it's winter solstice? Yes, I do. I know. I could spend a whole show talking about the witchcraft on winter solstice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is the shortest day of the year. And the witches love it because daylight is the shortest and the darkness, which they love darkness, is the longest. So they do a lot of ritual. There's a lot of witchcraft going on at this holiday season. Mm-hmm. So while you're gathered around your little nativity scene and your your false baby Jesus and your pagan Christmas trees and all your daubles and all that stuff and the pagan holiday that most people just refuse to acknowledge that it's pagan and occult. Uh, remember, the witches love this time of year. They love December 21st. There's a reason why Christmas was picked to be celebrated on the 25th. Mm-hmm. And we all know Christ was not born on December 25th. We all exactly. know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are Christians out there. In fact, I just, uh, well, I was reading a conversation of two. I'm going to call, I'm not going to call them friends. They're acquaintances, Christian acquaintances. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, uh, one one Christian acquaintance was saying how he, um, it's Christmas time and, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And one said, well, with traditions, the meaning of Christ can be lost in traditions. And so the other guy says, well, uh, yeah, it's true. But that's why, you know, in my newsletter, I don't say, um, I say, I don't know, reasonable traditions or I don't know, something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's true. But cr- Christmas is the greatest time uh, for evangelization to, to, to tell people about Christ. Mm-hmm. And I love that excuse because uh, we used to have a guy uh, affiliated with the show that would, uh, that would say that. That though, though though he agreed that it's pagan, and he agreed the uh, Christmas trees have pagan roots, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he agreed, you know, um, the Yule Law's pagan. The, the Yule Law, the Christmas twenty, the whole thing's pagan. Mm-hmm. It's all a call Christ Mass. It's a mass. It's a crucifixion of of your Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, and yet he says it's okay. Yeah, and yet he would still do it because he said. It's it's a it's a great opportunity to to tell people about Christ where they won't listen at the rest of the year, mm-hmm. and I and I say that's just total bullshite, bullshite. Mm-hmm. There's no study. I want to see a Pew Research study that 
does a survey of, of Christians, people that call themselves Christian, and I and, and on the question of the survey, I want the question is, how did Christmas, the holiday season of Christmas, how did that affect you coming to Christ, coming to salvation? Mm-hmm. I want to know how many people actually said, you know what, I was a sinner and I was going left and I was on drugs, I was doing this, I was doing that. Christmas, somebody said, hey, Merry Christmas to me. And I said, tell me more about this, Christ. <laughs> I want to see the study. You know why? You know why I can confidently say there is none? Because if you came to Christ, you wouldn't come to Christ through pagan means. You understand? Hmm. You're not going to, when Paul was in Athens preaching on Mars Hill, he noticed all these pagan temples. Mm-hmm. It grieved him. It grieved him to his spirit. There yep. was a temple to every God, even the unknown God. Mm-hmm. Now, why did not the Greeks, the, the Athenians, go into the temple of Zeus, right? right. And then why, why couldn't Paul then use the temple of Zeus to, to preach Christ to them and then they get converted? How are they going to convert to the real God of this, this, this creation? Mm-hmm. Through pagan means. Yep, that's the question. It, it's it's BS, folks. I'm calling BS on all of you who think this is a time of evangelization. evangelization. Mm-hmm. It, that's just, it's just an excuse to keep on practice paganism. Now, that's between you and your maker. Yep. That's between you and your maker. Whatever. But every year I have to say something about it. Mm-hmm. Every year I have to say something. It used to really stress me out. But then in 2014, that was the demarcation point where I realized those who still want to be filthy, be filthy. Those who still want to deny the Lord Jesus Christ will still deny the Lord Jesus Christ. That has nothing to do with me. I'm just telling you the truth Mm -hmm. because blood won't be on my hands. All right? All right. Okay. I didn't mean to say that, but I did. So it's over. So happy winter solstice. Enjoy eating the Yule log. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so now that I've lost everybody, I did that. What Christmas was it? Twenty fourteen. Miss Capel, we're in uh, Hemet. Yeah, we're in Hemet, and I I did a big Christmas show or anti-Christmas show, and it was like then I played crickets because I knew nobody was listening. I knew everybody just vacated at Mm -hmm. that point. You know, Mm -hmm. I got a few emails. From a few brothers who uh, who thanked me, mm-hmm. but uh, very few. Um, anyway, cricket, 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 cricket. cricket. <laughs> it's the same thing every year, same thing. Anyway, so those who have left uh, will miss the rest of the good show. Those who stayed, now you can hear all the nonsense. <laughs> I'm entitling this show The World of Auto Magic. Auto Magic. I do like that uh, term. I love it. Auto Magically. We just read that in one of the articles that we're going to get to which is incredible. So we've incorporated it. Yes. The world of auto magic. And that's what we're on. We're on auto magic. Just like all the, uh, the evangelizing Christians out there using uh, Christmas are on auto magic. The mm-hmm. magic of the holidays. Oh my Lord. Uh, <sighs> paganism. My goodness. Okay. The world of auto magic, and we're going to talk about some crazy good stuff. It's all going to make sense because we're going to first start do a couple of stories, about three stories, 
on this auto magic money tree that just keeps mm. popping up. I know some of you are going to call it socialism. And, uh, well, it's just one step away from the communist regime. But, um, yeah, it's 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 an auto magic money tree. And then we're going to talk about uh, some stupid scientists, stupid, stupid scientists. And, uh, and that's it. Those two topics there. And these scientists are on auto magic also because they're being downloaded stupidity from the God of this world. And I got to tell you, folks, I'm going to be honest with you. Satan sucks. Mm, yeah. He just sucks. He's a deceiving, lying sack of suck. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not buying it. Mm-mm. I'm not listening to his lies and his crap. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying. I'm not following the money trail. No. Uh-uh. Can this I read is, my scripture? Yes. You better because you better stop me. Okay. Malachi 4.1 says, For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. Well, you know, that's amazing because I just heard a sermon. (laughs) Here I go again. I just heard a sermon Wednesday, last Wednesday. Mm -hmm. I was trying to get fed um, (laughs) in this world of, in this world of famine. We're in a spiritual famine, if you haven't noticed, for the word of God. If you've not noticed that, ooh, Uh there's a spiritual famine. It's really hard to get the word of God, a good sermon, a good message. Um, it's, it's hard. You might get something that tickles your ears or, uh, Hey, that kind of, that sounds, you know, that's cool. You know, whatever. But I mean, to really get fed, to get some good meat and potatoes, some good nutrients, it's really hard. And so I found a couple of podcasts and I thought, well, I'm going to listen to these guys. And, uh, I was listening to one guy give a teaching and it was really, really good, really, really good. Um, you know, up until the end, and basically at the end, what he said is that the kingdom of Christ um, has come and it's just going to keep growing and getting bigger and bigger and bigger until about 4,000 years. <laughs> I swear it is what he said. Until about 4,000 years, you know, all of the people of the earth will be, you know, Christians. Uh, I swear that's what things what are just getting better. Yeah. Well, it's basically church, what he's saying. Yeah. And church triumphant, the kingdom of God keeps marching forward and the church is more and more triumphant and there it's, it's gaining more and more ground and Christianity is really, um, doing its thing. And I thought to myself, Holy moly, what world do you live in? Mm-hmm. What world you must be in your little preacher world where you go to your little, uh, Christian college and get your Christian degree and then you do your little pastorship and then you preach here and then you you do uh, seminars to other like-minded people and but you're not in the real world folks Mm-mm. I mean I'm like I I don't know what you do with Satan in this whole thing and you know you know what he didn't mention judgment Mm-mm. there's no. no judgment That's too harsh though because all the judgment has already happened according to this guy it's um it's already happened so that scripture you just read, I'm sure that you'll be able to go trace it back to Babylon, Babylonian, uh, you know, yeah, destruction. Or it's already happened. Mm-hmm. No destruction, folks. It's just going to keep going until God just fills up heaven with so many beautiful humans. Anyway, 
So, yeah, that was Wednesday. So that was pretty discouraging, you, you know, because you listen to stuff. And then at the end, there it is. Yeah. Auto magic. Mm-hmm. All right. And I, and I like this particular guy I was listening to, but really? Yeah. All right. Socialism. Socialism. This is the money tree. Now, we left Cuckoo, California. We're Miss Capow and I are born and raised Cuckoofornians. Born and raised there. Lived there all our lives. And uh, about three years ago, we left Cuckoo, Cuckoofornia to uh, naughty Nevada. Yeah, and I never thought I'd leave. No, me neither. And uh, I'll tell you what, I don't miss Cuckoofornia at all. No. Not at all. And uh, here's one of the reasons. They're, uh, they have become a socialist state. Oh, Unbelievable yeah. they're a socialist state. So the first story is, and why it's important, is just because the lie of Satan. Socialism is is satanic. I mean, Karl Marx was a Satan, um, Satan sucker. And, uh, you know, I mean, it, it's... This is this is all the destruction of you. Mm-hmm. So they, uh, they're proposing an extra $500 a month to be selected uh, to give into about 100 residents for basic income pilot program. Yep. yep. That's that new program that they want to implement. So everybody's the same. You know what? Because these people just think they don't, they don't have enough money. They got to work two jobs, maybe, maybe three. You know, the food stamps aren't covering it. It's, it's, it's tough. They got free medical, but still, you know, marijuana is expensive. We're going to give them 500 bucks a month. So it's a, um, it's a relief. They say this is going to happen in Stockton. Now you got to remember Stockton, California just about went bankrupt. If it didn't go bankrupt several years ago, Mm -hmm. they were, they were in big financial problem. Yep. Well now, well, yeah, well, apparently they found the money tree. This was what's nice. And so the money is part of the city's basic income pilot program. And Stockton will be the first city in the country to launch it. Ooh, you know, usually that's goes, something to be proud of. It is. Stockton is the first city in the country to go total socialism. Socialism. 1,200 people will be receiving over the next few days a letter. And um, this is, uh, they may be potentially be selected and, um, yeah, one guy says, um, Jose, Jose Miranda, Jose Mazandra works hard to save his money, but setting aside a small portion of his paycheck every other week could be a challenge. He says his expenses just keep piling up. And you know why? Here's what he says. Kids, you know, my kids. I spend money on my kids the most, I think, in rent in particular, food and phone. Mm-hmm. We'll get rid of the phone and have the kids go out and mow some lawns. Mm-hmm. Jose. Let me tell you a true story real quick. Okay, Ms. Capel? Okie dokie. Uh, my grandfather uh, was in West Virginia and he worked the coal mines way back in the uh, 30s and 40s. The coal mines. Once you worked in the coal mines, you sold your soul to the company store. You couldn't get out. Yeah, and they wrote a song about that. They did. You couldn't get out. You're stuck. And um, he had a boss that took a little bit of his paycheck Every week, it took a little bit of his paycheck and set it aside for him. Set it aside for him. Good dude. And my grandfather, his his wife, my grandmother died. My dad was only nine years old when his mom died, and he had how many kids? Uh, nine. Seven, nine, nine kids. So nine kids he was raising. And you know what? That man, his boss, took that little bit out of his paycheck every week 
saved up enough money that he could pull nine kids out and relocate to California and uh, get out of the coal mines. And he got a job at a steel mill where he then lost his arm. <laughs> but anyway, um, he didn't get $500 a month from the magic money tree. He had to save. He had a plan. Right? Mm-hmm. So. And make sacrifice. That's sacrifice. what people don't do anymore. Yeah. Yeah. If you can't afford, you know, you got to get rid of your phone. You know, you, you really, just buy whatever you want and yeah. then pay the consequences later. It's like he said, the kids, the kids, the kids cost all some money. Yeah. I'd like to see these kids. So there's a team of independent researchers are going to pick a hundred people to receive the money. And uh, the purpose, see, they're doing a study to show how an extra 500 a month impacts people's health and stress level. Oh, well, it can't affect it negatively. Now, can it? I can already tell you what the study's going to show. How is it going to show? You know, since I got $500 more a month, I'm more stressed than I've ever been. And I got a cold all the time. If I get rid of the 500, of course not. So once they do this, it's never going to go away. Mm -mm. Is it? Nope. No, it's called seed. It's a seed program. It's never going to go away. This is socialism. It's nonsense. Now, here's one thing the article doesn't even address. You can guess what this is, Ms. Capel. Mm. Where is the money coming from? Yeah, well. Who exactly? There's no real money tree. The money tree are the people, the citizens, people that are actually working and paying taxes. Yeah. Somebody's got to pay for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody's got to pay for it. And it's not the guy. The guy is not going to get $500 a month who's making, uh, you know, even 40 or 50 grand a year. A year. That's, that's not the guy. <laughs> and uh, speaking of Cuckoo-fornia, here's another money tree plot. And you remember uh, Bernie Sanders, he ran oh. on the whole thing that uh, free free education for all oh, you millennial yeah. idiots. Mm-hmm. For all you snowflakes, free education, right? Not even, not even questioning exactly where the free comes from. We'll rob from the uh, rich and give to the poor, right? Mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders. Yeah, he was uh, he was big on that. Free college tuition, which was one of the things that really griped me because both Ms. Kapow and I went to university. We went to college and university. Paid off for and I paid my own way. And Ms. Kapow paid her own way. Mm-hmm. My, for me, personally, I didn't even get student loans. I paid as I went. I didn't even get student loans. Ms. Kapow, we got student loans and then we paid them, mm-hmm. paid them off. And her school was expensive, about 700 bucks a unit. All right. One of the best schools in California. She graduated from universities. Um, California community college students could reap the benefit of democratic dominance in the state legislature. Those lawmakers are pushing for the state to cover the cost of two years of tuition. Mm-hmm. who commit to enrolling full-time right out of high school. Well, full-time. Democratic lawmakers across the country have made affordability at public colleges and universities a rallying cry with free tuition programs popping up at the state and local levels. During the 2018 midterms, the free college mantra of Vermont independent Senator Bernie Sanders Yay. became a key campaign promise. <laughs> I know. For libtard candidates and congressional libtards. Yeah. Now, California governor-elect Gavin Newsom. Now, this guy is a total socialist commie. Mm. Pledged during his own campaign to make the first two years of community college free, free, free.
touring free in California. And so did his, uh, so did other Democratic challengers. They're all crying mm. for this. Free, folks. Free. Mm. You know why? <clears throat> now, here's Miguel Santiago. Miguel Santiago is a Democrat from Los Angeles, right? Mm-hmm. He's not even here legally, but he's a, he, but he's, he's 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 an assemblyman. He says, "This is about strengthening the middle class." Mm. It's about strengthening the middle class. It's about taking the tax money from the middle class, hardworking people, and giving it to people that aren't working. So they yep. can go to school for free. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's the same people that are going to get the five hundred dollars. Yeah, it's exactly. We'll get them free tuition and five hundred bucks, mm-hmm. and an Obama phone and an Obama scooter. Let's go, socialist California. Well, this guy partnered up with David Chu, and he's from San Diego. Kevin McCartney, he's from Sacramento. They're all Dems, Dem- Democratic Socialists, and they passed the bill last year, making the first year of community college free for full-time freshmen. And all the Democrats were solidly behind this AB19. And guess what? All the no votes came from those stupid Republicans mm-hmm. who will even even be more badly outnumbered next year and unable to block anything that the new Democrat legislators gonna do in California. Until they go bankrupt, and then I won't get my retirement. Yeah. So anyway, enough of that. But uh, there you go. There you go. That's cuckoo for you, man. And, and and nowhere in this article, nowhere in this article, nowhere, nowhere, does it say where the money's coming from. It doesn't say anything about the tax. I, where, where, is it that, that say, our kids were going to go to community college and because I, I have X amount of money, then I have to pay a little extra for those people who don't? Is that is that how it's going to be? Where's <laughs> the money coming from? It doesn't say. I don't say the cost for 12 units. Um, it was what? Two thousand twelve thousand two two thousand two oh eight for a student taking 12 units a semester uh, on two years. Yep. So uh, over two thousand uh, uh, for a person. Yeah. And guess what? They don't have to take loans or pick up extra hours at a job. Now. Uh, oh, here's a line that says, but it also costs taxpayers millions a year. Click here to read about that. In the rest of the story. So we're not going to put that in this article from the San Francisco gate. We're going to make you click to read about. Yeah. Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Wow. So. It's annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Can you believe that? Crazy. Okay. More money tree news. Okay. Here's more socialist money tree news. Um, And here's the satanic worship of money. You know, worship of money is satanic, right? Mm-hmm. Have you ever wondered why Christ said you can only serve one master, you can't serve two? Mm-hmm. You can't serve God and serve mammon? Mm-hmm. Why did he pick mammon? Of all the deities out there, of all the little G gods out there, why didn't he say you can't serve uh, God, Yahweh, and Baal? Why didn't he say that? Or Diana, or Zeus, or Jupiter? Or Milcom. Why do you use Mammon? And Mammon is the god of Mullah. Mm -hmm. Huh. Food for thought. 
Fox News has a mega church pastor. <laughs> now, this guy looks like T.D. Jakes, but he's not. I thought it was T.D. Jakes because they all look alike. Mm-hmm. Just a big, fat, ball-headed black guy. You know, just a shyster ripping people off. His, uh, his uh, little suit coat looks too tight for him. Mm-hmm. The Lamborghini is nice, though. It's a yellow one. It's beautiful. Mega church pastor criticized for buying his wife. Check this out, folks. A $200,000 Lamborghini. This is a man of God right there. See, because Jesus wouldn't want you driving no donkey. <laughs> right? <laughs> this guy's from South Carolina. He's a pastor. Is that a joke or what? Seriously. That's a shepherd. Why do we call them shepherds? Because they're supposed to take care of the flock. (laughs) But the flock is taking care of the shepherd. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. (laughs) When the sheep go, here, take all my wool. Take all my stuff. Put me out in the cold. As long as you're warm. This guy defended buying his wife a 200 grand Lamborghini Urus. U-R-U-S. The reason why I've never heard that word before is because, well, I've never even seen a Lamborghini in my life. Uh, it's an eighth year wedding anniversary present. Hmm. Wow. Well, <laughs> uh, wow. After coming under fire for the purchase, his name is John Gray. Pass the John Gray. And you know what? He's the leader of, and I don't make this up, Miss Kapow. It's called the Relentless Church in <laughs> Greenville, South Carolina. Wow. Oh, my God. The Relentless Church? You know wow. what? The re- you know what the Relentless at? Asking for money. Wow. By the way. That's I, an omen right there. There is. That, yeah. And if you're dumb enough to go to that church, I feel sorry for you. Yeah. Because you, you're relentlessly stupid. Mm-hmm. You're relentlessly giving away your money to a relentless Sack of Satan. Well, his wife's name is Aventer. <laughs> A-V-E-N-T-E-R. Aventer. Aventer Gray. You know what? I'm writing a song. I'm just about done with it. It probably will be released for a month or so or, or 2019, but it's called a Get It On Sunday. And it's exactly about this stuff. In fact, I was inspired to write it after reading an article about Kenneth Copeland and his air, airplanes. It's called Get It On Sunday. It's about people that give money to these idiots. That's right. They're all going to hell. Mm. There's a video that went viral and it's since been deleted. Ooh. And it showed the pastor surprising his wife with the keys to the Lamborghini last week. Yep. Yeah, they call it a luxury vehicle. Yeah. A lot of people were questioning how this pastor could afford the car. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, the pastor, he defended the purchase. He even teared up at times. Oh, my God. My God. First of all, he says, quote, first of all, he says, it wasn't a pastor who bought the car. It was a husband that bought the car. Get that in your spirit. Yeah, that's humble. Yeah. <laughs> It wasn't a pastor who bought the car. It was a husband who bought the car. Get that in your spirit. No, but you're the pastor. How do you make a living? Now, it'd be one thing if he was a pastor, but he, he really made all his money being a rocket scientist. But that's not the case. So he's a liar, right? 
Yeah, but he also said he asked himself this question. Well, he said this question. He says, did this man use any money from the church to do this? Greg Garrett Gray asked, and he says, and the answer is no, absolutely not. And God, take my life on this live feed if I did. So So he didn't use any money from the church to do that. That's mm, fine. Mm, but mm, that's mm, one mm, hell of a salary, my friend. Yep. To be able to buy your old lady a $200,000. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, but check this out. Um, he's, he's just not some, he's a mega church pastor. I've never heard of this fool because I don't follow Well, fools. he's on, um, what's her face? Oprah's channel. Yeah. He, I guess he has a reality show. Yes. He says he bought the car with money he saved from his second book deal and the fourth season of his reality show. It's called The Book of John Gray, which airs on Oprah's channel. The Book of John Gray. Not the, not the book of Genesis, not the book of Acts, not the gospel of Jesus Christ. The book of serpent seed, snake, sack of Satan, crap hole. Pastor Gray. I'm starting to get mad. Mm. I am starting to get mad. You know what Aventa said? Mm. My hubby is a hard worker. He worked his whole life and he saved to bless his wife. <sighs> yeah. Oh, you know, I, I just put um, his show up, the book of John Gray, and there's a picture of him and Olstein. Oh, God, really? And they're going to talk about answering the call. Answering the call. You know what that call is? Give me your money, suey, suey, suey. Give me your money, little stupid piggies. That's the call. Who falls for this stuff? How Mm. ignorant do you have to be? Oh, this gets... Okay, the book (sighs) of John Gray is a... Uh, dramedy docu follow hybrid about the life of John Gray and his uniquely humorous way of helping people. John, who is an associate pastor at Houston's Lakewood church under pastor Joel Olstein. But he has, he has his own church called the relentless, relentless church, but he's also under uh, John breaks the news that he is leaving to an emotional pastor, Joel Olstein. You see Joel Olstein's face there and he's in tears. Oh my gosh. But this guy is crying. Well, he got a start probably with uh, Olstein. Yeah. Oh, he got the book deals. He got the same book deals. He got a reality show with uh, Goofy. Mm-hmm. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, yeah. And this is Christian Christian ministry? These are Mm -hmm. Christian men? Mm Mm-hmm. And and it says here the cast, right? So I looked at the cast, is uh, John Gray and his wife. (laughs) Aventa. But those are the only... Cast members. Oh, man. I bet that's a good show. Oh. Hey, I wonder how many people come to the to the realization of Jesus Christ and the salvation of the souls through their Christmas message. I bet you they have a good Christmas message. Come on. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Everybody listening to me, you know what I'm talking about. You don't want to agree with it because it's hard. You know what I'm talking about. You know it's right. You know it's truth. This, mm-hmm, these people, mm-hmm, these mm-hmm. these things, these are just deceiving sons of Satan. Oh, wow. You are, any, anybody who's following that, I don't feel sorry. I used to feel sorry for the congregation. Well, it's not them, it's the leaders. No, it's the congregation. Yeah, because you empower this. You are, yeah, you're empowering Satan. So You're empowering Satan. Yeah. You're, you're, they're fools. Yeah, I wrote a song about it. 
called Get It On Sunday. Can't wait. I got to finish it now so I can play it for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's 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 just about this. It's about this. I even talk about Brother Bible sitting in the front row, mm-hmm. hooping and hollering, putting on a show, digging in his wallet, trying to sow a seed, trying to look good for the pastor. That's what I talk about. Mm-hmm. Brother Bible. I'm Brother Bible. My Brother Bible bus. <laughs> Okay, let's take a break, and then we're going to talk about uh, some science gone awry, and that's also automagic, automagically uh, appearing. Magically delicious. Yes. How many of you remember the story contained in the book of Acts, chapter 19, where there were seven sons of Sceva, and they were trying to cast out a demon because they saw... The Apostle Paul doing great miracles through God. So they tried to do the same thing. So they go to this guy who's demon possessed and they say, We adjure you by this Jesus whom Paul preaches to come out. Yeah. And guess what the evil spirit did? The evil spirit answered them and said to them, Hey, I recognize Jesus and I know about Paul, but who are you? And guess what? The man that had the demons jumped on him beat the heck out of them, subdued them, overpowered them, and they literally fled out of the house naked and wounded. Wow. Guess why? Guess why? Because they did not go to Amazon.com and buy Demons in My Marriage Bed. A true story of spiritual warfare. The book is not about you being married or single. The book is about dealing with demonic forces and you need to know how to do that today more than you ever have for your own life and for those around you. The book is a training manual and there's training in there that will teach you how not to be the sons of Sceva and get beat up by demons. It will give you the tools for you to be recognized by them because they'll know that you're exercising the authority that is given to you through Christ. You need to get this book. Okay, we're back, Ms. Pound. Okay. We're just about, you know, we're still in the book giveaway. Uh, I used to see Unseen Enemy. We're only giving away two of those books, and one person already won one. Woo-hoo. So if you're not on Amazon trying to win it, get on Amazon, and maybe you'll be lucky enough to get it. <laughs> maybe you will, maybe you won't. But, uh, oh, I can't believe it. Here we are, little Kapow show. <laughs> Give it away stuff. And I should be actually buying you, Miss Kapow, a $200,000 Range Rover or something. Oh, I don't want one. Well, see, that's the difference between you and Venta. Venta, no, she deserves a Lamborghini. Yeah. <sighs> Science. China and Russia are banding together, my folks. My folks. My folks. They're banding together on controversial heating experiments. And guess what they're going to do this experiment on and where? On our atmosphere. (laughs) Yeah. And this ain't the only one. I've been listening to some other climate guys. There's uh, there's there's scientists out of Harvard that are doing something similar. Yep. They're messing with our air, folks. These people are, are satanically possessed. They want to break through the firmament. They want to break the through the sky. firmament. They want to sit on the sides of the north. They want to be gods. Yep. And they're full. And really, it's an extinction level. This is extinction level uh, science, if you want to call it science. It's more like uh, witchcraft. It is witchcraft. Those <clears throat> are sorcerers. The sorcery. And uh, these people don't care about the extinction of the species. 
um, at all. That's amazing. China and Russia have modified an important layer of the atmosphere above Europe. At least it's not above here because we have our own guys in Harvard doing it here. And they're testing a controversial technology. Oh, for possible military application. Mm, Go figure. There's a total of five experiments that are carried out in June. So it's already happened, folks. One on June 7th caused a physical disturbance over an area as large as 49,000 square miles. About half the size of Britain. I don't know what this disturbance was. It didn't say, but it says the modified zone um, experienced an electric spike with 10 times more negatively charged subatomic particles in surrounding regions. Hmm. I don't know what that means or what it did, but they're doing stuff up in the air. On June 12th, they did some other stuff. The temperature of thin ionized gas at high altitude increased more than 100 degrees. They made it hotter. The planet's cooling because the sun were were entered into a grand solar minimum. So the sun is naturally, it's it's a cycle. Mm-hmm. We're going down. It's getting cool, not warmer. These folks are up there trying to make it warm. You know, they're trying to make it warm. Maybe Al Gore's funding this. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they, po- they pumped a bunch of particles mm-hmm. or electrons into the sky by Sura, S-U-R-A. I bet you that's a, it's a, an occultic name or a goddess or something. Mm-hmm. Sura, S-U-R-A. Sounds it's very a, much like Siri, huh? Yeah. It's an atmospheric heating facility in Vasilosorch, built by former Soviet Union military during the Cold War, Natasha. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? that was my bullwinkle. <laughs> okay. That was my Russian bullwinkle. You remember? <laughs> Natasha? Yes, I do Bull- remember Natasha. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's the closest I get. I can say vodka. And there you go. Vladimir Vodka. That's all I can say. You know? Um, Okay. I love the term artificial intelligence because it's neither intelligent nor is it artificial. It's demonic. Mm. Mm -hmm. And Berkeley is the home of demonic thought. Yep. So here's some Berkeley scientists or witches developing artificial intelligence to combat Hate speech on mm-hmm. social media. Okay. You're, you know, I remember I was talking about communism and socialism in California. Mm-hmm. Folks, California, it's, it's, it, you've lost it. If you're a conservative and you live there, you, it's never going to swing back. It's gone. No. Yeah. The people, they, you know, people are leaving that place in droves. We see them all the time out here now. I know. I used to be embarrassed to tell people where I was from. You know, like, where am. you're from, I'd go, okay. You know, duh, but I'm from California, but. I haven't gone back. No. And they go, oh, so are we. You know, it's like, oh, crap. You know, <laughs> you could have ruined it here, too. Uh, scientists at the University of California, Berkeley, are developing a tool that uses artificial intelligence to identify hate speech on social media. Don't be mean. <laughs> a program that researchers hope will outperform human beings and identify bigoted comments on Twitter, Reddit, and other online platforms. Um. The scientists at Berkeley's D-Lab are working in cooperation with the Anti-Defamation League (laughs) on a scalable detection system. Oh, they have an online hate index, OHI. Can you imagine that? Yeah. Getting a knock on your door. 
Excuse me, Ms. Pan. We identified your hate speech. <laughs> you have over. Um, you have overshot the limit on your OHI. Mm-hmm. Your online hate index is off the charts. And then you would say, "That's him, not me." <laughs> it's Brother Kapow. <laughs> he hates Satan. He calls Satan suckers to identify hate speech. They have an index. But art- it's our hate speech, not their hate yeah, speech. Yeah, our that's hate. Just, ex- oh, that's a good, that's. You know what I'm saying? You're absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. You just bing, bing, bing. Yes. The program will use several different techniques to detect offensive speech online, including machine learning, natural language processing, and good old human brains. Oh, I love a pizza. Um, they aim to have major social media platforms one day utilizing the technology to detect hate speech and eliminate it. And the users who spread it from their networks, damn it. This is George Orwell's 1984, but much, much worse. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because George Orwell didn't foresee um, robots and artificial intelligence and quantum computing in his vision. Mm-hmm. Sure. He thought this was going to be done by humans, but it's not. Speaking of non-humans, now this is scary, folks. If you have a chance and you have nothing else to do, um, you know, the next week or so, go to our Fifth Hook Facebook page and look at this video or don't go there. Just type it in and and just look at this video. It's uh, NVIDIA, N-V-I-D-I-A. That's the company. NVIDIA's scary AI generates humans that look 100% real. And there's a video there that shows them how they, how it shows us how they do it. And it's incredible. About six minutes long. Or, you know, what's on YouTube. Just type it on YouTube. Um, A style based generator architecture or something like that. I don't know what it's called. Type it in NVIDIA. Believe it or not. These faces that I'm looking at, it's amazing, are fake. None of them are real. And I got to tell you, um, mm. you, you just, there's, you cannot, there's no difference. One thing I pointed out to Miss Capel, and I thought was interesting, a lot of them have a wonky eye. There's one eye that and looks a little small. And you notice that a lot on these people that you see on television. Yes, you see them on television and they have a wonky eye. Now, uh, what's his name? Uh, Spritz. Fritz, Fritz Meyer. Mm, it's Fritz Meyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, he does that MK Ultra mind control stuff and talks about that stuff. I heard him the other day say something that when you see that wonky eye, a lot of times it means they've been, um, you know, abused or MK Ultra. Mm-hmm. You know, there's something up with it because a lot of them have that weird one of the eyes is either smaller than the other or lower. Um, yeah. I like to, I like to like do the half face, like put my hand. And I look at the different faces and and one side of the face will look different than the other one. Usually. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a little down and dirty demonic test I use on people on television. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, so outside of that, that little wonky eye that I see a lot of them, you cannot tell the difference. And um, what what, the, what it also does, it's uh, it, it automagically. Now, this is where I got the word automagic. Because they use this in this article, and I think that's that's fantastic. What a what a term! It says the uh, the new algorithm. It's a generative adversarial network, and I'm going to talk about that in a second. Capable of auto magically creating humans, Mm-mm. cats, and even cars. Wow, cats! 
And you know what makes me mad about that, Mr. Pal? Is when I'm watching cat videos, you I'm know. not going to know if it's a real cat or not. Yeah. So if I'm watching the raccoon whisperer, how do I know that's a real raccoon? Exactly. So anyway, the technology works so well that they say they'd expect synthetic image search engines soon, just like Google's, but generating new fake images on the fly that look real. Uh, and the article says, yes, you know where that is going. And sure, it could be a lot of fun, but also scary. And uh, they have a video on it. According to NVIDIA, it's GAN, G-A-N. That's short for Generative Adversarial Network. And I'm going to talk about that in a second. But hold on. It's GAN is built around a concept called style transfer. So what they do, instead of copying and pasting elements of different faces into a Franken person, mm. this system that analyzes these three basic styles, they call it a coarse, a middle, and a fine style. And it analyzes those styles and then it merges them transparently into something completely new. You'd have to watch the video to kind of understand how they're doing this. But like in core styles, it includes like parameters, like the the face's shape or a hairstyle. So the middle, the middle styles include like facial features or the shape of a nose, cheeks, right? Mm -hmm. Then the fine styles affect the color of the face's features like skin and hair. So they merge all that stuff to create these human faces. Uh, and and there's, they're not from pictures or other people. These are just totally new humans mm. that they're creating. Uh, the generator is capable of separating inconsequential variation from high-level attributes, whatever that means. But it eliminates uh, irrelevant noise in the new synthetic face, you know, mm. like a hairdo or something. It, it can distinguish the, between the hairdo and the actual hair and things like that. It's, it's wow. quite creepy, right? Yeah. So... Um, and they also do cats and cars and bedrooms. Don't ask me why bedrooms, but yeah. See, because but they all they're they're about manipulating. But this is magic. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, this is auto magic. The slate of hands. Yeah, so you you don't you know you're gonna see this face on TV. You're gonna see it on social media. You're gonna see it on your computer, and it's not real. The cat's not even real, and the car they're driving's not real. And if a cat's driving the car. You know it's not real. And this stuff isn't new. This no. stuff is just now coming out in the open. Yeah. But they've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, if we're hearing about it now, it's it's been out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the article ends that um, it says the application for such systems are amazing from paradigm changing synthetic free to use image search pages that may be the end of stock photo services to people accurately previewing hairstyling changes. And then they end with this. And of course, porn. So that's probably where they're going to make the billions of dollars from. Not oh, only deceiving Lord. you, but from porn. But anyway, so, uh, let me go back to this. Remember, it's called, again, they call it a, they call it a generative adversarial network or GAN. And I thought the name was very interesting. And if you think about the word generative, it means life force production, right? To generate. Mm -hmm. So what they're saying is we're creating Mm -hmm. a a life, Mm -hmm. a life force. The second word is, it's very interesting that they chose this, adversarial. Mm. Who's your adversary biblically? Satan. Satan. You know, Satan is called the adversary. Mm -hmm. So they chose the middle word adversarial. 
Adversarial means conflict or opposition. It's hostile. And the last word they used was network. Generative adversarial network. And that's a system that's interconnected. A system Mm. of people or things or anything that's connected. So what they're saying is we're going to produce a life force that's going to cause conflict and opposition and be hostile. See, but they, they do that already with everything. Yes. And it's going to be a whole system of us, a whole system, a whole network. Who do you think they're hostile towards? Humans. You. Yeah, humans. <laughs> Amazing. I hope you all learned something on that little lesson. Mm-hmm. Last story, Miss Kapow. Uh, this is called Lovot. I hate it. Meet Lovot. He's a Japanese robot with the intelligence of a hamster. Which means he can run from Cali- he can run for California state legislator now. The guy could be governor of California, Cucufornia. He has the intelligence of a hamster. <laughs> yeah, he can wear yoga pants and run around and get free money from the money tree. Yay. Mm. Well, this it, it doesn't sound bad, but wait, it gets bad. Because this guy will roam around your house asking for hugs. Oh, how bad could that be? It can't be except that Lovot, Lovot. He has a play on love and robot. Lovot. It's like mad. It's like auto magic. He's equipped with three cameras, 180 degree depth and temperature to map and navigate the surrounding environment. Hmm. It can also remember as many as 1,000 people. If you have 1,000 people running around your house, yeah, you need to end it now. <clears throat> And he can distinguish up to 100 at the same time. Mm -hmm. Facial recognition. Can anybody say facial recognition? Facial recognition. Ms. Kapow, Lovat has large attentive eyes. And he has a plush body that's warm to the touch. Sounds nasty. Yep. He's designed to hack your human emotions. Mm. He looks like a cross between an owl and a penguin. To me, he looks like Kenny from South Park. Yeah. You see it? Uh, they uh, killed uh, Kenny. That's what he looks like to me. Mm-hmm. But what do I know? Looking like a cross between an island penguin, the Lovot is meant to live at home. Its only job is to roam around the house, beg you for hugs. Yeah, for the love of pizza. How annoying. And generally act as an adorable pet that helps you unwind after a long day. Okay, if I had a long day and I'm stressful, I don't want something bugging me. Hug me, hug me, and then watching me with its cameras. No. I like my dog. It greets me, licks me. I give it a chicken snack. But see, why would you even want anything artificial? You know what I mean? Jelly bean? I don't know. Yeah, that's some sad stuff. uh, It's the brainchild of Konami Haishi. And this guy's a a former Formula One race car designer. Huh. huh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. He also helped, um, he worked on Pepper, Maya Yoshi's son's attempt at creating humanoid assistance. Mm-hmm. So what he says is the robot won't do any of your work. In fact, it might just get in the way. Everything about the robot is designed to create attachment. See see the, mm. the manipulation, the magic? Attachment. See, unhealthy soul ties. Yes. That's um, what I see. Yep. 
his company's called Groove X. Groove X. Don't like it. Yes. Um, here's what it does. The love hot doesn't speak, but instead it makes noises that sound like meows and chirps mm-hmm. mixed together. Don't like it. There's no Siri-like interaction that can seem awkward. It uh, it doesn't deliver music or connect to your calendar because, well, neither does your dog or cat. What might be similar are Lovett's eyes, which are composed of six graphical layers and mimic involuntary eye movement. That's creepy. Yeah. No, no, no. It also comes with an impressive array of sensors and computing hardware normally used for autonomous driving. It allows a robot to act with a level of autonomy and cognition that one might expect from a small pet. It uses chips typically seen in industrial-grade applications. Hmm. Yes. It could allow the company Groove X to upgrade the deep learning algorithms. Oh. Yes. It has a level of intelligence that's a little bit higher than that of a hamster. Oh, my God. It could be a social Democrat. <laughs> See, that's a big reason right there you don't want it. Yeah. If they made one that looked like Pelosi, there you go. Oh, no. There's a hamster lady right there. Wasted heat generated by computation is funneled to the gadget surface, giving it a, a warm temperature. Mm, cuddly. <laughs> yes, it's about the size and weight of an infant, Ms. Powell. Oh, I love a pizza. Yeah, it's designed to be held. Its body's covered in more than 50 sensors that detect touch. If you treat it roughly, it will remember it and avoid you next time. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Cuddle it and it will fall asleep on your lap. So it gets mad at you. It gets passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. Lovat's also equipped with three cameras. Uh, like I said. so It, it could be passive aggressive. <laughs> yeah. And it could kill you in your sleep. Yeah. Yes. Because you were mean to him. Yes. Um, and you know what? It's not very expensive. Uh, you can get the robot. You can get a charging port port, and everything for under three grand. Oh. There's a monthly well, plan. Pastor Greg can get that for his wife. Yes. Ninth yes. Pastor Greg can get that. He could ride in his uh, wife's Lamborghini, self-driving Lamborghini, as he does his reality show. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The company begins to, to to make the sales to, uh, they're targeting women and the elderly. That's an insult mm-hmm. to women. Well, see, you? the elderly are very um, lonely. A lot of them are very lonely. Yeah. And they need so that's a, they perfect need a ca- target. Yeah. Uh, he ends the article by saying, um, Hashashi says, we are opening a, do- a new door here. Mm. <laughs> wow. Is that cryptic or what? Mm-hmm. I think my point is, is they're finding more and more creative ways to get eyes and ears into your home. Yep. Um, th- with this whole Siri stuff, Alexa, the Amazon, um, you know, Echo and all that stuff. These personal assistants, you know, they're they're listening. Uh, I think some are probably seeing the smart TVs, things like that, are actually seeing what's in your, your house. Uh, security cameras. Mm-hmm. Security, you know, Amazon has uh, a security camera company owned by Amazon called Blink, and um, nice little system. And why anyone would trust that is yeah. beyond me. And um, so, what your videos and stuff uh, go on Amazon's storage cloud, and you can store so much video up there uh, for free. You don't have to subscribe or anything like that. 
and you can also and you, it's all remote control too through a, through an app so you can you can activate these security cameras at any time just push the the video and you can see real time what's going on you know wherever you have the camera so the thing is is they make outdoor cameras that are weather resistant and stuff and they make indoor cameras that are just a little less expensive uh, to put all over your home so you know putting amazon's cameras inside your home oh and it also could connect with amazon's alexa um, or whatever whatever that one is so versatile know. google's i don't know what they are it could connect to that so you could say alexa uh front door or baby's room camera and it'll turn that on and you can see how the baby's doing or whatever you know so so can a whole bunch of other people <laughs> yeah and so your love hot could go and then you know eat your baby because you were mean to it I, you get my point it's just amazing they're finding more and more ways to get eyes and ears into your home and people are doing it willingly because it doesn't look like stasi germany it is stasi germany it is communist germany but no one recognizes but no one recognizes it as such, it as such. Yeah. yeah because of the technology yeah, because of the technology. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway. I hate it. Yeah. That's my rant for today, Mr. Bang. So should we say, say, say bye-bye? Yeah. Ciao, babies. Good night. The views and opinions expressed on the Kapow Radio Show Network are absolutely the views of Fifth Hook Media and its affiliates. The Kapow Radio Show Network may have offended, exposed, revealed, laughed at, made light of, or shown the awesome stupidity in general of the following. The Illuminati. Aliens, reptilians, greys, and ascended masters. Sexual perverts, the oligarchs who engage in a lot of sexual perversion. Corrupt, dim-witted politicians, Marxists, socialists, Nazis, idiots that think they are gods, idiots that think there is no one true God, false teachers, false religions, cultural Christians, the emerging church, the submerging church, sheeple, mindless Satanists, brain-damaged occultists, vampires, both spiritual and political, demons, fallen angels, nephews, people that do dumb things in Walmart, people that do dumb things, period, and guys named Schmitty. To this non-inclusive list, we sincerely wish to say, too bad, so sad, it sucks to be you.